Have you ever thought about reading the Bible in one year and thought to yourself, it's too big to read, don't understand it, and it's boring? That was me for basically my whole life. You go to church or you hear from someone, they say, read your Bible, read your Bible, or are you reading your Bible? And in your mind, you're thinking, no. Have you ever wanted to read your Bible? Well, I actually never wanted to read my Bible, but in 2019, I went to Hawaii to visit my daughter and I stumbled across a book, a, like a journal style book that actually went through the Bible in one year. And the layout was so fantastic. It was a little bit of old, a little bit of Psalms, Proverbs, a little bit of new. And I thought, well, what a great opportunity to do it. So it's starting in 2020. Um, I started reading the Bible in 2020, not knowing that the world was going to fall apart in March of 2020. So when I first started in January, I was so amazed, first of all, to do it in bite-sized pieces, and I was following this journal style. So when I was done for the day, I was done. But the discoveries were so amazing, and the way things are orchestrated between the Old Testament and the New Testament. It was amazing. And then when COVID went down and things were going a little crazy, it was this daily reading that got me through. And it was the most amazing thing to discover that what was going on in the real world, I was getting breakthrough and little insights from the scriptures that I was reading as if it was perfect timing. I can't even describe. We know that there's mysteries in the Bible. We know that there's power in reading the Bible, but yes, picking it up and just just randomly finding a spot, you know, like flipping it open and pointing to a spot. You don't really get that breakthrough all the time. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but it's not like reading it from beginning to end because it really, it is a story. And most people don't read Genesis 1 because you figure, hey, you you know the story. You know the story of creation. But unless you've started with Genesis 1, it's it, it's hard to understand, in my opinion. It's hard to understand the entire Bible. So in 2023, we're going to do it again because I didn't do it in 2021 thinking, I got this down. It didn't work. 2022, I also didn't do it. But the commitment to read the Bible a little bit every day has been so fantastic. So we're going to do this in 2023. And it's okay if you skip a day here, skip a day there. That's totally fine. Just pick up where we're at and we will get through the Bible by the end of 2023. And you're going to be so proud of yourself. So this is our first episode, even though we're really going to start getting into reading the scriptures starting January 1st. It's going to be so much fun and you're going to discover things and don't be afraid of the Old Testament. Yes, there's things that are just kind of weird and creepy, but remember these were biblical times and you're going to find insight even in the weirdest stories, especially when you can when you bite-size piece them from the Old Testament to the New Testament. It is absolutely going to make sense. And what you don't understand, you're going to leave it to the idea that God's mind is much bigger than ours. And even though, though we don't understand, we're going to get a message out of it. And eventually, we'll get more and more insight as we mature through reading the chapters. So I'm so excited about this. And this is episode one in preparation for beginning January 1st.
Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where it is January 1st, 2023. It is the first day of embarking on the greatest book ever written. It's full of history and poetry and enlightenment and breakthrough. And it's a, a story and guidance. And I'm excited to be starting from the beginning because in my opinion, it's really hard to pick and choose verses if you've never read it from the beginning because it is definitely a story. And so we begin in chapter one. So today is Genesis one and two, and we're also going to cover Psalms one and Matthew one. And I'm just giving you my two cents of each chapter. You can read it on your own and go more in depth, but just some cool things that I find. So my favorite chapters in the entire book is Genesis 1 and 2, because it's basically the mandate. It's the beautiful design of our, our this world, of our creation, and then it gives us our mandate, what we're here for, like the purpose of life. In the beginning, God created. The very first sentence, key sentence of the whole Bible, in my opinion, in the beginning, God created. Now, later on, it's going to say we are made in the image of God. Therefore, he is a creator and we, therefore, are creators. So cool. Um, the spirit of God hovered over the waters, So he is a spirit. So clear in just chapter one telling us um, that in the beginning was God. He was the creator. We are made in his image. Therefore, we're creators and he is a spirit. Love that. Then... Um, you know, you're going to go into the next part, which really describes how creation, the earth was made beautiful, so elegant. Um, then he made mankind. Love it. God was made mankind his own image, and he gave us our mandate right there. He said, be fruitful and increase in numbers, fill the earth and subdue it. Be fruitful. Yes, of course, that means make lots of children and increase the numbers of the earth. But being fruitful is also just, if we're creators and we're being fruitful, um, it's, it's about being fruitful in everything we do. Whether we are building a business, building a community, building an organization, um, inventing a product, or um, a Bible study, or a, a book club. Be fruitful. Create start communities, organizations, fill up things in numbers, and then subdue the earth. So cool. That's basically our mandate on this earth to create. And what's really cool is he told us to rest. So we don't take that part very seriously, but it was so clear. Rest. If God can rest, which obviously he didn't really need to rest, I think that was an example so that we can rest. And then chapter two, love it, love it, love it where he created mankind. And then my favorite part is when God says, um, where God formed a man from the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. So what is life? It's the breath of God. Ugh. And breath is so important. So if you're stressed, breathe. Breath. When you breathe, it takes you out of the stress mode and into the relaxation mode because you're really tuning into life um that's super cool and then he created the tree of life and the tree of uh knowledge of good and evil which we all know what happened there you know what else is really cool in verse 11 was the first mention of gold so gold is basically god's money and it was first mentioned in chapter 2 that was very interesting. Um, and then, of course, he made Eve. That's so nice. Um, 
So that was basically chapters one and two of Genesis. Then we move on to Psalms one. Now, let me tell you, I like it when the chapters are short because, um, because you know you're going to get through it really quick. And chapter one of Psalms is super short. Uh, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the steps of the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Okay, so if you put Genesis 1 and 2, mix it with Psalms 1, we basically have instructions for life. Like if you don't read anything else, you basically know what to do. Okay, you know you need to create, you know you need to subdue the earth. Um, You know you're made in the image of God. Now he's saying... Blessed is the one who does not walk in the steps of the wicked. Hmm, okay. Or stands in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. So now he's saying, and by the way, don't do this, this, and this so that you can be blessed. Um, But who, ooh, this is good. Verse two. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. First mention of the word meditate, um, which is biblical, even though the world has changed the meaning of meditation or has, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are on meditation, but the Bible says to meditate. So love that part. Um, what else? And then here I am at, let's see, verse, verse six, Psalms one, verse six, where it says, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Come on, guys. Super clear. The Bible is so clear. If you choose the way of the wicked, boom, destruction. That seems pretty clear to me. Okay, very short Psalms 1, thank goodness. Then we move on to Matthew chapter 1. Now, when I told somebody I was going to read the Bible, they said, oh, I hate the part about just like listing names, 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 names. Or... um, Yeah, that kind of stuff. This is why people don't like to read the Bible. But I say, wait up, hold on. This is kind of interesting. So chapter one, the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah. It starts with, now granted, you might be like, okay, name this father after father after father after father. But really, if you just read it, you're going to start recognizing names. Okay, and what I think is super cool is so we go Abraham to Isaac, Isaac to Jacob, and then Jacob to Judah, and boom, that's where the the genealogy of Jesus. And then we go to David. Now, remember, David basically took the wife of Uriah, um, and he had uh, Solomon, and remember, Solomon is super wise, and that's that's the, the genealogy line. It's funny because I was saying the bloodline of Jesus, but it's not really the bloodline of Jesus because Joseph is the, the um, he adopted Jesus. He really wasn't the f- bloodline. So it's the genealogy of Jesus. A little bit different, but if you adopt someone and they are your son, they get the inheritance of your family line. And that's what Joseph did. So very cool. Um, the other thing that was interesting, I thought this was super interesting. Joseph, who married Mary, Joseph's father's name was Jacob. So it was Jacob had Joseph. And it kind of is confusing because in the Old Testament, um, Isaac had Jacob. 
And remember, Jacob has a son named Joseph. Joseph copes of many colors. So that's kind of interesting. That's why I love to read the Bible in order. So when you see things like, well, who's this Jacob? It's, it, you have to read the whole story to really see how things evolve and develop. Super beautiful, super cool. And the other interesting thing, there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David. 14 from David to the exile to Babylon and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. 14, 14, 14. Super interesting. And what's crazy is Danny, my husband, Danny, comes from a family of 14. I don't know the significance, but I find that very fascinating. 14 must be, for those of you who know numbers, um, I'm sure 14 is a very important number. Um, basically, Joseph didn't really want to marry Mary, because, or he was going to marry her and then divorce her real quick so that she didn't get shamed because she was pregnant. But then an angel came to Joseph and said, hey, no, 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 that's okay. You need to adopt this son because she was basically, you know, um, she became pregnant because the Holy Spirit, like a miracle, put a baby inside of her. So boom, she was with child and Joseph got, the angel came and told Joseph that. So then he knew and took Jesus as his own. Isn't that such a beautiful story? So that was Matthew 1. That is my summary of Genesis 1 and 2, my favorite two chapters. Um, Psalms 1, nice and short. You're going to like that. And then Matthew 1. And go ahead and read the genealogy because a lot of chapters, you're not really going to find it interesting. We're just reading to stick with the commitment and be obedient or have the, the pleasure of saying, hey, I read the entire Bible. By the end of this year, you'll be able to say, I read the entire Bible. So join me and oh, just keep reading. It's going to be awesome.